Welcome to the CFC Jacks Midweek Podcast, where we discuss topics related to becoming a fully devoted, spirit-empowered Christ follower. We hope that wherever you are today, you'll be encouraged by the truths discussed in this podcast. Well, good morning. Thank you so much for joining us on the live stream this morning. And this is Q&A. So this is your opportunity to text in questions from the sermon this morning. So in just a second, there'll be a number across the bottom of the screen there, and you can text in those questions to have them answered this morning. Uh, But we also have a special guest joining us this morning. This is Tamara Dyer, Director of Connections. So excited to have her. Um, And as we walk through the pathway to maturity, Yeah. we have a little bit of an interview this morning with Tamara. <laughs> just very little bit of an interview. We'll get to your questions. But I just wanted to make sure um, that we could hear in real life this whole journey from absent to divided to cameo to integrated. And uh, I recognize when I teach on this, people kind of go, well, you don't have a real job. And... Uh, and that actually, when I asked Tracy about it, she's she's been a believer not her whole life, but mm-hmm. her whole professional life. Right. Right. So uh, neither of us had this kind of story of this journey for us. And uh, I thought of Tamara, who she is on staff now at the church, but her journey is that she came to Christ after she had engaged in a professional career. And so as I walked through, Tamara, the issue of, okay, God's been absent, I just have my job and my time, to then, okay, I need to move from now. My time needs to include some God moments. Do you remember that kind of first step in your own life? Yeah, so absent, uh, you know, it was all about me and my production you know, so um, it was rooted in, you know, we do what we do because we want what we want, and I wanted applause of man. So okay. absence of that was applause of man, and then uh, came to know the Lord, and I was like, oh, uh, my motivation is wrong. And so, but I started to learn and sitting under the teaching and um, was in a scriptural salve class. And I really started to learn, oh, uh, what motivates my heart? And so then in that divided, I was in this learning process of um, what does it look like to be in both places. And I was like, ah. So I would start leaving conversations that were not honoring to okay. the Lord. All right. Not really saying anything about it, but I would leave the conversation because it wasn't honoring to the Lord. And okay, so, let, me, let me interrupt you. I want to track it here because that sounds like a, it was a cameo ex- experience by a disappearance. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. But go back. When you first came to the Lord and you were like, oh, man. There was my job and my time. Mm. Now they're asking me to serve. What was the first thing you did in the terms of serving at the church? Uh, coffee. Uh, really? You served uh, coffee? Served coffee, yes. Okay. And why did you do that? Um, because I I could see that uh, sometimes people didn't have a place to, to go or people to know. And that I certainly was my uh, experience because um, I didn't know like the church Okay. language, so to speak, or in a class. And so I thought a cup of conversation. Okay. So having the coffee gave me that opportunity. 
what was hard about moving from all the time being your time to go? Was it hard for you to go, oh, I'm giving up some of my freedom to now serve the Lord in, a, in this way? Was that hard for you or was it easy? Um, well, for me, it was probably a little bit easier just because I had such a, um, just a, 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 the Lord was gracious. Okay. And I had, I felt like I, I had breath in my lungs for the first time and I was out of a heart of gratitude wanting to serve. Okay. Because yeah, we have your mom, and so we have moms who are like, man, I have a job, yeah, and then I go home, and I got home responsibilities, and now the church wants me to serve there. I ain't got no time for that fishing hat. Yeah. But uh, you're kind of a go-get person, so that was not a stumbling block for you. That part was not a stumbling okay. block for me. All right, so now you said at work you started making cameo appearances by disappearing from bad conversations. Yeah. All right. <laughs> what, what was next for you? Um, the next in the cameo was then inviting people to come into scriptural oh. staff or, uh, and, or inviting them to come to church because then it gave me an in to then have a conversation at work um, through having a conversation that we had at church. Okay. And so— uh, not um, generated at work, generated here, and kind of like backdoored huh. it. At invitation work. at work to conversation at church to lead to a conversation back at work. Fairly strategic. Wow. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> <laughs> well, good for you. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and are we there? Or what? What was next then? So it was interesting because as I continued to grow and um, I was super thankful, I was telling Tracy, I have lots of these aha moments of when I realized from Cameo to Integrated, I, um, I, they wanted to, the district wanted to give me a position I didn't have the credentials to have. So instead, um, I was the interim person for that. And then I trained the person that came in for that position. And um, and then I helped him with that position to rewrite the handbook. And then, long story short, we presented this handbook, and he presented it as his body of work. And I was like, uh, that makes me happy. Lord, <laughs> you have revealed something in my heart because I was like, oh, wait a second. <laughs> but the reality is his job was to get this handbook rewritten. And in a technicality, he got that job done. Yeah. He just used me to do it. Right. And the Lord was gracious to say, Tamara, what's the sin that so easily entangles you? Huh. Oh, was I wanting applause of man? Because what was I wanting in that moment? I wasn't going to get a promotion. I wasn't going to get more money. What do you want in that moment? And so that was kind of, uh, that was it for me. So that ended up being a real turning point of like, okay, we're ambassadors for Christ. So wherever we go, whatever we do, wherever we are and whoever we're with, we're ambassadors for Christ as though the Lord was making an appeal through us. Awesome. So is, <clears throat> what I love about that story, and, and by the way, I didn't know that story. So I love that story because sometimes when we don't get the uh, reward, the mm. earthly reward, the reaction is, well, then why work harder? Mm -hmm. and, and so we go the opposite direction is that you went the other way and went, well, I'm not going to stop working harder because it's not going to be noticed. Oh, I actually do this for the Lord. It mm -hmm. pushed you in the opposite direction mm -hmm. to even a greater sense of serving the Lord, right. whatever. Sweet. 
Awesome. All right. So I hope you heard a couple things in that. I also heard some dinging here. So do we have questions coming in? We do have a few that are coming. Did I cut you short? Anything else you want to say? Uh, all I would say is, uh, you know, when we say we learn, we do what we do because we want what we want uh, is uh, the difference from uh, being a pivot from doing it for myself and doing it for the Lord, because uh, the giftings that we have and the abilities we have were given to us by the Lord, and we were never to get the glory for him. Only the Lord was intended to do that. It points to the Lord. Be a pointer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Absolutely. Um, so this question, uh, can you explain the difference between kindness to everyone and the phrase, do what makes you happy? <laughs> it's a common phrase you hear now. like oh, Do what makes you happy? Do what makes you happy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, and I'm explaining the difference. Yes. Okay. Between uh, kindness to everyone is a biblical mandate rooted in, and since I only referenced it, uh, maybe it would be good to... Read it from Luke chapter 6. Jesus is actually speaking to the disciples, and he is saying, if you do good to people who do good to you, there's nothing special about that. Everybody does good to people who uh, do good to them. But he says then in Luke chapter 6, let me find it here, Um, but love your enemies and do good and lend, expecting nothing in return, what you just heard about, Hammer, and your reward will be great, and you'll be sons of the Most High, for he himself is kind to ungrateful and evil men. Be merciful, just as your Father is merciful. And so I like to think about the fact that children have the DNA of their father, their parents. And... uh, When we come to Christ, he pours his spirit, he pours himself into us. And so now we have his DNA. We are partakers of the divine nature. And therefore, this whole idea of I only do what's going to good if it's going to be returned to me, I only do what makes me happy, that's not what my father does, and therefore... If I'm part of the family, that's no longer what I do. So it's the biblical mandate according to who our new heavenly Father is that makes the difference. I do what glorifies the Lord. See, it's not the biggest change is not uh, you know the elders are my boss. It's from that I am my boss to Jesus is my boss. I think mm-hmm. that's what you were getting at, Tamara. That that I am not controlling. So I am not. I don't get to do what I think will make me happy. I do what I think, well, I do what I know the Scripture declares will glorify the Lord. That's the difference. Yeah, and what joy there is in that, like you talked about with the coffee corner, to be able to, whether it's see a need and meet a need, but to serve with the way the Lord has gifted you to serve. Yeah, I remember years ago reading a John Piper quote that said, the greatest news is this, that my desire to be fulfilled and God's desire to be glorified are not at odds. Mm -hmm. That actually, when I will put myself on the path of God being glorified, I will find I'm on the path to the deepest satisfaction and fulfillment life can offer because I'm actually living for my created purpose. So they're not at odds. They're one and the same. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. So question here about when you talked about reward. So it says, does God reward the unsaved? And so they have a little description here. My husband is not saved, but he has some of the traits you described in maturity mm. as far as his job yeah. He that he does. He's dedicated and dependable. Yeah. Yeah. Some of us are hard workers because our parents, whether they were believers or not, taught us to be hard workers, and we learned by example. And those are God-like qualities, but they aren't done for the Lord, and they're not done to the Lord, and therefore they will not be rewarded by the Lord. That's what you need to remember. Will he reward the unbeliever? No. Not because they didn't have God-like qualities, but because those God-like qualities were not flowing from a to the Lord and from the Lord. Anything you want to add to that? No, I was just like, oh, isn't that ironic? Because that was kind of uh, kind of where my story was rooted in, and it's the motivation of the heart, what's motivating your heart. And so um, it can look identical, um, but uh, the motivation is different, and the glory is at a different pivot point. Yeah. And so the scripture says in 1 Corinthians 3 that all for believers, all of our works will be tested by fire. And they're good works, but all good works are not done for good reasons, good motivations. And so good works can actually be burned up because they were not done for the Lord. It doesn't mean I get burned up. It means my works get burned up. But 1 Corinthians 3 says, I'll still be saved, but I will have lost the reward. So uh, we'll sound funny. If you're going to do good, do it for good reasons. <laughs> Otherwise, there's no reward. There's no reward. <laughs> That's true. Do it for good reasons. Um, great question here. It said, do you have to be a member of CFC in order to serve? Um, sometimes. <laughs> we have some areas where serving requires membership. Most obvious I have to be a member to be a, the teaching pastor here. Our elders have to be members to be elders here. So if there is spiritual accountability for a spiritual leadership role, you're going to teach the scriptures, then, yeah, there needs to be membership for this simple reason. We need to make sure that folks who are representing the Lord through CFC are in line with what we believe about the Lord and the scriptures at CFC. Now, there are plenty of ways that you can serve at CFC not being a member, but the more you get into spiritual leading and spiritual shepherding, yes, membership is required. But if you're not a member and you're attending and you want to come direct traffic, or come help set up, or come help uh, clean up, or serve in our tech department, like the the folks who run our cameras and the people who do the power, the pro presenter. Don't need to be a member. So there's all sorts of places to serve in that. Oh department. yeah, lots of opportunities, right, Tamara? Opportunities. <laughs> Lots of opportunities. <laughs> Lots of places to get connected. And it's a great way to build community mm -hmm. uh, by serving in the body. Um, so as we've talked through the pathway of maturity, and Tamara, you shared your story, I can't help but think about the individuals who may have come to Christ in as an adult. They're in a work environment, but their life up till now has not displayed the Lord. Yeah. And so now they're in a situation of 
not necessarily backtracking, but trying to make that change in a work environment where they're known one way, mm-hmm. but now wanting to display the Lord, what right. encouragement would you give to someone in that situation? You can go first. No, you can go first. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my encouragement would be always remember doing right is admitting wrong. Mm. And so there's nothing wrong with admitting wrong. That's right. Mm-hmm. So it takes humility. And so just what you might hear of fess up, just fess up, just acknowledge that, hey, uh, I know it probably has not looked like it, sounded like it, that I'm a follower of Jesus, but I actually am a follower of Jesus And he, put it there, he has convicted me that the life that he has given me is not the life that I've been demonstrating here. And so I want to apologize for that. That was not a reflection of the person that I believe in. So that's that's where you start. Now, make sure simultaneous with that is some new decisions. There's <clears throat> when when Jackie used to work for Weight Watchers, I would tell her, I think you should tell people just lose some weight. Don't go around telling people that you're doing Weight Watchers or that you're dieting. Just lose some weight. And then people will notice. It's it's better to uh, actually I think have your words reinforce your actions rather than say things that you are not going to end up following through on. So that's why I'm saying it's one thing to confess something with words. Don't go in and say, I'm going to do this, and I'm going to do this, and I'm going to do this, and I'm going to become this. Just go do those things. Mm-hmm. And uh, change will be obvious. Better for change to be seen than simply to be declared, I think. For, for it to make a real difference. Otherwise, you almost reinforce the hypocrisy. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah, for someone to physically see that change, and likely they'll see the process through which you're going to make those changes. Right, right. So th- th- I hope the distinction was clear. I admit past wrong. I don't start making bold declarations about a new future. Mm-hmm. I admit past wrongs, and I begin to live new declarations about the future. Mm-hmm. And then my actions will speak for themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That Any thoughts fun. as to when y'all were in the workplace and you weren't, I mean, maybe the two of you were perfect at it. <laughs> no. So, uh, uh, ever a place where you went, uh, I'm convicted about actions or attitudes and therefore you made a change and how'd you go about it? Certainly seeking forgiveness and in areas and going back and asking for forgiveness. Cause I was very much told that, apologizing showed weakness. Uh Uh, And that was something that I knew wasn't accurate. And there were times I had to go back and seek forgiveness, even though the response may have been, what are you apologizing for? But I had to do all that I could Uh to right the relationship. Okay. So there's people definitely listening to her thinking, you didn't actually really go back to people and apologize. Yes, I did. You did. Yes. There was one day in particular, a really difficult situation happened and I left in frustration and I had sinned in my response. I was so frustrated. I left and went home. I did not sleep well that night. 
not surprising, went back the following day and apologized and s- sought to right the relationship in that situation. So you didn't just ignore it. You ap- you literally apologized. I did for a period of time, yes. I shouldn't have, but I did for overnight. And then, yes, I went back and sought forgiveness in that situation. Wow. Response? It was just kind of nonchalant, like, oh, okay. They had forgotten about it. But regardless, I knew that's what the Lord was calling me to do. And that was an opportunity to put him huh. on display. To And like making those changes, it was something that hopefully stood out. Uh, you were nodding. You you literally went back to work and apologized for bad behavior, bad attitude. Mm-hmm. Yes. To a boss or to a coworker? Um, well, I specifically remember doing it to a boss. Um, and, uh, because I had a behavior that was unbecoming of who I said I was. And so, um, I had to go back and ask for forgiveness and it wasn't like, uh, that I'm sorry. It was definitely, would you forgive me for uh, displaying this attitude of which I shouldn't have done? And, uh, really having to, like you said, almost talk them into, no, I'm asking you to forgive me. <laughs> no, I need you to listen. No, no, no. It, it was fine. It was fine. No, no. Would you forgive me? Yeah, so. Yeah. Thank you so much, Tamara. We yeah. really appreciate that. Thank you for your questions, and we hope you guys have a fantastic afternoon. Thanks for listening to this episode of the CFC Jacks podcast. Be sure to watch as we release new teachings weekly, along with additional content during the week. If you'd like more information about our church, please visit us at www.cfcjacks.com. Thanks for listening.